0: sports off broad street where the party time is excellent these are the ventures of three very drunk assholes the big zoe the sellout Benner, and mighty morphin stoats and ranger he pluralized his name for no reason their ongoing mission to talk about sports and be dickheads welcome to sports off broad street we're back. I got the Professor X background again and just going with the confused Patrick Stewart thing until I get bored of it. So there we go. So let's start off with some facts, gents. The Big Zo. what is your fact for the week?
1: Vince McMahon sucks dick.
0: <laughs> no, this the, you save that for George Santos moments of absolute truth. No,
1: uh, no, no. I, I got other George Santos. So oh, a, as okay. does as does Banner. So that's just the fact. So, oh,
2: okay. So, so this is a, yes. this is a Vince McMahon hating show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Th- this is gonna be the we fucking hate you Vince show. So yeah, and this is all satire. So if you come at me because like, I don't really suck dick, no one believes you do, except the guy that you sucked his dick. But other than that. <laughs>
2: Not with that haircut.
0: Uh, Everybody looks the same when the lights go down. The better. What
2: is your fun fact for the week? Fun fact of the week. Um, Boys, have you ever thought what punk rock sounds like when you add a brass section? (laughs) It's pretty fucking awesome. And it actually has a name. It's called Ska Punk and there has never been a bigger band in that genre than real big fish and they went the charts once and they went mainstream once and that was with the album um turn the radio off this 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 album it's fun it's just so much fun it's just a lot of horns being very angry yelling punk rock lyrics so there's a song called beer that was featured on Plaster negotiations um, and the and the, the one single that came off it, sell out. That's my that's my reference for my name. It's a fun album. Um it actually ended up being the uh the first in a trilogy, as uh, lead singer Aaron Barrett put it. uh the first album turn off the radio or turn the radio off was like, Hey, we're trying to make it big as rock stars. The the second album, which was on, me, I had it up, give me a second. I fucking lost it. Now I had to find it. Um Oh, oh pressure the pressure. second album, Why Do They Rock So Hard? The theme of that one was like, Fuck yeah, we're rock stars. <laughs> and then the third album uh was called where it go again? We're not happy till you're not happy. And the, apparently the theme of this one I was like, Yeah, we're burned out rock stars are just dipshits now.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: So, so check it out if you want to listen to some some trumpets, to some trombones and some electric guitar, check out Turn Off the Radio.
1: So it's, it's kind of like like no doubt, but indie,
2: very indie. Because he even a fun fact about these guys: as soon as they went mainstream, uh, Scott Punk dropped off, and like they just never hit big again. Like their label dropped them in like 2005, and they just been running independent since. And Barrett's the only member still left of the original band. So, all right, jeez,
0: who thought playing punk horns could go so wrong?
2: it's so great though
0: Alright, you guys gotta promise me If we start a ska punk band That um, there won't be a rift
2: Hey man I used to play trombone In elementary school So we already have a brass section
0: Okay, <laughs> cool So Benner's the band And we'll just throw beer cans at him
1: There you go I, I, I used to play hooky so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I used to play recorder badly In middle school I'm sure I could pick that up again. No problem.
2: We'll have a flute section. It's fine. Look,
1: I can memorize songs, but you really, you really need to auto tune my voice. <laughs> you really need to auto tune my voice.
2: Look, boys. They told me they like, look, you, you either go fucking play trombone in fourth grade, or you can go sit in the library and not have any friends. Like they didn't say it like that, but that's basically what they said. So... Dude,
1: it's it's half a dozen one six or the other. I would have just gone to the fucking library, man. I mean you you really so your your choice was go be a nerd or go be a nerd with fucking uh instruments. I'll go go sit down. I'm gonna go the path of least resistance. I don't want to learn how to play an instrument, so just go sit down and do nothing. I'll go but now I can play trombone and we can start a scott punk band. No, I was gonna say and now I regret it because I can't play a fucking (laughs) instrument.
0: (laughs) Hey, you're the only one left, so we're just gonna auto-tune the shit out of your voice.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that.
0: I also want to get a random animal on this band, for some reason, like a cat that's just really mad, and we put it in a crate, and it just makes music, you know. Or just, yeah, and it just, but it's also out of tune, so it's like, or something like that,
1: you know. It's the, about, the cat. The cat's about, the lead singer. How about like a how about like a mongoose? Ooh, 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 ooh.
2: don't me oh, with oh, mongoose. Oh, a mongoose. Let's get, let's get a muskrat.
1: Every fucking show, we bring it out and we drop a a king cobra in its cage with it so that people can see the mongoose fucking killing that bastard.
0: Wow. We will go to zero viewers immediately.
1: Hey, man. I mean, YouTube mongoose killing king cobra. There are so many fucking videos. Those mongoose are legit, bro. That's a a legit pet to have if you're out somewhere where there's king cobras all over the place. Listen... What are you gonna do? I'm gonna go to the store. Oh, mijo, take the mongoose with you, okay? (laughs) You know, and so you grab the mongoose by the leash and you fucking go, you know, and and no one fucks with you. Everyone's walking around with, I guess they're monkeys, right? If there's more than one, Mm -hmm. everyone's walking around with their monkeys, so happy, you know? So,
0: hey. hey, Here's a wild idea. Let's try and not live where the king cobras live.
2: That's the easiest solution. Easy solution. But here's the thing I'm on board with, with Zoe's idea for at least. Two shows because one the mongoose will fight the cobra. Two, we know is gonna show up, so then I can just jump off stage and fight Peter. So then, we're fucking good there. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, off stage on a digitally recorded show, are you going to jump through the internet?
2: No, like when the, when we perform at clubs with I'm the for, Scott Puck oh, bands. Oh, oh, okay, and. Okay we have one show where the mongoose fights the cobra you know peter is going to get a hold of it because that shit's going on the internet and mm-hmm. so then peter is going to show up for the second show and then i just beat peter with the trombone we're good We're or, or, or we can try to reason with peter like look really
1: are you going to keep a pet king cobra we're just no. we're just showing people what happens in nature and those people who don't have the ability to go visit their natural habitat can see it at one of our concerts and they don't have to travel that much or <laughs> Come to a concert, you see what happens in nature. We're educating people. That's what we're doing. We're so, so your heart's
2: in the your heart's in the right place, but Peter went after Steve, or went after he'd been dead for ten plus years. So I have zero remorse for those fuckers. Okay, yeah.
0: Rest in peace. yep All right, damn. Maybe I should have went before the banner on this one. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. So here's what I got for you, my lame ass animal fact for the week: mm-hmm. uh llamas can shoot green spit up to 10 feet away
2: Dude, so. let's have that at the show
0: yeah yeah green green spit green spit that that's what the google webs say well, is so it like there acid it
1: is or something like it spits on you like melt I, I,
0: I don't know i'm that's it that's it that's the fact so you know like anything else i, I don't know man maybe got to tune in next week maybe i'll come back to it I'm not coming back to it. <laughs> Mike's Monstars for this week. Actually going to get it into the right segment this time. Don't have a picture of him, but, uh, my boy, Billy Byron has won two races already. Should have been in contention, uh, last week in Virginia, but he gets wrecked out there towards the end. It was a really bad wreck too. It was very intentional. Um, but Billy's not complaining too much on the season that race in particular. Yeah, I'd be mad, but with that, we're gonna go ahead and get into our first topic. Unless we have other animals we want to introduce into this band.
2: No, I think we're good for now. tigers Oh fucking goddamn it!
0: Oh god, we're gonna have Mike Tyson in here, the champ. He's gonna come out. He's gonna be
2: like, man. Mike,
1: if if you ever get a hold of this video. We would love to have you on Zoom with one of your tigers in the back. So we can be like, dude, you got your tiger right there with you. That would be legit, legit. Mm-hmm. And you are the champ, bro. You're, I mean, boom.
2: We can figure out what tigers dream of. We
1: can. <laughs> we can. Love you. Love you, Iron Mike.
2: Please don't kill me.
0: <laughs> it's a good request, I think all right so how the hell you segue from that to nascar i don't know but we'll just do it bluntly bristol debt race this upcoming weekend so this weekend they are doing the second rendition of the bristol dirt race they are changing things because the first time around was such a shit show so what are they doing for this race? It's going to be real weird when uh, you tune in to watch it. The, the big actual race race happens at 7 p.m. Eastern on uh, Sunday, April 9th. But they have a series of um, qualifying races that are known as heat races and dirt track racing that gets you into the show. Um, and kind of will also determine starting lineups and such. All right. So there's a number of different drivers that could show up and show out for this. Um, my weird pick for this one is going to be Ryan Mm Priest. or I just, I don't know why I just have a feeling. What's his, uh, what's his experience on dirt tracks? Um, a little bit. Okay. He He has a little bit. Um, it's either it's, it could be him. It could be Kyle Larson. I mean, Kyle Larson, the whole off season just does dirt tracks. Yeah. Like, it could be Billy for all we <laughs> know, because he's been kind of following uh, Kyle Larson around as well. Chase Briscoe or Tyler Reddick also could do it to Kyle Bush, obviously one last year. So to shrub, but you never know, never know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah so that's the setup and they're moving it tonight which is going to be a lot Ooh. better it's a lot better for track quality for dirt track racing you know during the day um a lot the track evaporates a lot more you know so you'll see them go out there and kind of water down a dirt track and that's to compact it to make sure the track keeps some level of integrity now it's dirt so you know couple ton machine driving over it it's going to mess it up pretty bad some points so one of the big problems last year was it was during the daytime there was just dust everywhere the track just became a lot more of a mess it's going to be a lot more manageable this year moving it to night and hell who does not like a night race at bristol dirt or otherwise
2: Now, so far on this on this show i've always i've been a very big critic of nascarson you you're not doing things that get the fans interested and or either extreme or just on the like um one of a kind side bringing a going a dirt track at bristol is the right fucking move and this this is you know this is where i'm like fuck yeah you're doing things right you know let's 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 get the big boys out on the dirt let's see some stupid shit happen I'm, I'm all for you know I was I was hyped last year when they did it. it was one of the few weight races I watched. like I do follow NASCAR, but I'm not gonna watch every single race. Daytona, obviously I watched dirt a dirt track in Bristol. I'm hundred percent watching. Um, like you said, it's even better if like being at night, you know, there's more moisture in the air, that dirt's gonna stay down, a lot more mm-hmm. money, a lot better traction probably. Um, mm-hmm. people are gonna take bigger risks, people are gonna do some stupid shit. I'm looking forward to it. it's gonna be a fun time
0: yeah absolutely it's gonna be great uh 475 laps i believe is what we're looking at hell yeah so yeah three stages is gonna be a good time baby you know i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna throw this name out there just i'm just doing a little bit of the reading that that you gave and then a little more on top of that christopher bell um there he is (laughs) i'm I'm gonna go with him on this race let's see what happens
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick, Chris Bell. Um, apparently, he
1: caused a wreck last weekend,
0: so yeah, one that might have been in, mentioned earlier, but you know, it's okay. I
2: mean, if we're, if we're, if we're, if we're gonna make picks, I, I guess I would pick Chase, but he's not racing. Um, I was gonna and, say,
0: please pick Chase. <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> well, he's out, right? Like, yeah, I'm, he's still out, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, I'm not picking Chase then. Um, Bush, bro. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, I have fuck ethics. Shrub. I have ethics. Come on, somewhere. deep down. I have ethics. Come on. Um, no, I'll probably just roll with your ex Maybe he can get his shit together finally. Um, for this year. Maybe it's his a, crew, maybe his he, crew gets his shit together.
0: He blew up after the last race. He was just like, fuck this shit, fuck my big crew. They've cost me so many goddamn. I mean, and he's totally justified for it.
2: It's I've been, be really I've been, bad. yeah. I mean, Stokes can testify. I've been yelling about his pit crew and their, 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 their dumb shit that they do since the uh, championship race of 19,
0: 2019. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's been think long about long it. Time. It's been, been about fucking four years now that mm-hmm. they just debauchery of a pit crew. And it's like, I, you got to get to a certain point. It's like, dude, figure your shit out or hit the road. It's not even Truex's fault at a point.
0: Oh no, none of it. Well, very little of it is. I mean, when oh, your he- pit crew is like, "Let me leave a wrench in the top of the car." Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, mm, you are done fucked up.
2: I mean, I I love Truex. He used to um, used to race for Furniture Furniture Row, based out of Colorado, so he's got love for me. Um, but his pit crew has zero love to the end of time. Figure your shit out, man! For God's sakes
0: yeah yeah all right i'm gonna double down ryan priest it's gonna be his week there you go nowhere let's go um my sensible pick is actually daniel suarez but that's okay
2: let's throw bubba in there see what happens
0: he's not having a good year either that was a topic i didn't want to talk about but i mean a couple weeks ago if you missed it bubba um, and there's bubba yeah yeah he He kind of caused a wreck um, going into a turn at Coda a little bit too fast. And uh, and he was just like rookie mistake. I need to be replaced. And just all of okay, all of the old school NASCAR fans hate Bubba for you pick any reason under the sun. And that's one of them, Um, even ones that don't exist. And so all of them were like, yeah, replace him, Bubba. She had to replace him. Yeah, I could wear my Confederate flag shirt and pretend we won or something like that. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's having a rough season.
2: Hey, man, it, Bubba, Bubba's a solid dude, not a solid um, driver. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, he came over and actually signed up. What? Your uh, the, um, program.
2: Yeah, program for the Atlanta race. First race I've ever been to, Bubba. I, it is signed by Bubba. So I got Bubba, Bubba. He's a solid dude. Man is not good behind the wheel.
0: Yeah, Talladega, he was good.
1: No, it's not It's not good to say a solid dude not good behind the wheel when his whole job is to drive.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, well, still, let's put it in perspective, too. If you're at NASCAR's top circuit, you're not getting there because, you know, suck. You, you suck. Yeah
2: you're not going to be staying there much longer either if you stay on this face either.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. He's got to get a couple of wins. Um, yeah, definitely didn't help. Um, especially last week that Michael Jordan, his uh, team owner was sitting there on the pit box. He, he didn't look too happy with uh, him or Redick.
2: So yeah, that's
1: typically not a good thing when your boss has a, mad look on your face after you didn't do so hot
2: especially when it's michael because michael has a resting bitch face and you and when you know that michael's pissed you fucked up
0: (laughs) yeah so he probably dunked on him afterwards just to blow off some steam and then went and played golf while gambling on something or another so never know never know the benner speaking of basket hoops you got something that is related to
2: basket hoops i do Boys, as you know, I am not the biggest fan of the NCAA and how they handle things, but I am a massive fan of their athletes, a massive fan of Title IX, and just making sure athletes have the absolute most support that they can get, whether that be from the schools, the media, the NCAA, whatever. And I am happy to say this, is that NCAA's women's basketball is arguably better and at a higher point than it's ever been before oh yeah uh, and i mean start what was it you said there um the other day that there was 9.9 million viewers for the national championship game
0: mm-hmm. 9.9 viewers I million. Mean,
2: million and you know in the in the final four 5.5 million viewers for the iowa south carolina game 3.4 for the lsu virginia game you know women's basketball like there there's a market for it there's there's a falling for it and it's getting – it's growing and getting better every single year. And I, I think in the last couple of years, it's gone a massively long way compared to what it was during um, uh, 2021 when, you know, they kind of got screwed over from the NCAA in their locker rooms. and, yeah. Oh, in their, yeah. And, and their workout yeah. facilities. These last two years, like, the NCAA has made an effort to step up. But there are other there are some factors that still need to be improved upon. First off, that is max capacity. Um, first thing you know, when it comes to the women's bas- uh, basketball tournament, they play in NBA stadiums. Okay, <clears throat> men's plays in football rings. That's I it, I I know it's that you know men's basketball in college has just like a cult following. It's a religious experience to some people. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason why you can't get the women's games in these stadiums as well. Um, it's especially we've had with the following that they have, and it's how it's growing. You know, they just need to start looking for some bigger, you know, uh, bigger venues to get these games in. It's going to pay off in the long run. Um, you know, another inherent issue that they have is that the men's and women's Final Four are hosted on the same weekend and in different locations. Uh Um, And this plays into a massive factor specifically towards, you know, personnel that's going to be there, such as the commissioner of the NCAA presidents, personnel, anyone that's in in higher up. They basically have to choose who they're going to go to. And it's going to be the men's almost every single time because of the, um the networking and the sponsorships and the partners that are going to be there. Now there's insane now there's some situations where they're like a drive away like men's the championship was in Houston this year while the women's was here in Dallas. Yeah they they can drive the three the three and a half hours they can they're gonna be at both but that's not the case every single time so they need to start figuring out either like you know find you know find a way to solve that issue and then probably the last one is sponsorship issues is you know there's there is a sponsorship issue on the on the women's um on the women's basketball side basically all your major sponsors they're already contracted out the cbs and all these other all these other cable um networks to saying like hey you have to support the men's basketball tournament before you support any other tournament um you know and then that's in which comes into some situations where it was like if there's you know if there's something that they're not interested in doing more than likely they're not going to sponsor the women's tournament either so it it there, you know, the women's women's league is missing out on a lot of sponsorship and and, and revenue and just overall support there. Um and so you know, I got, I proposed a question to you, to you guys in the group chat yesterday, like what are some things that can be done differently to kind of fix these issues, you know, for, for women's basketball going forward? Well, one well, other issue that
0: Yeah, one other issue that I don't think you've really covered is, and I think that I'm not sure how this happened, but when for whatever reason you refer to March Madness, for some reason all of the March Madness um, like commercials, etc., are only for the men's tournament. Mm -hmm. Why?
1: That doesn't The the, the women weren't allowed to use it.
0: That's bullshit.
1: Why because then he didn't want them to initially. I think they can now. Um, women's basketball,
0: <laughs> they better be able to. If you got 10 million viewers, you better stop be acting a- like misogynistic, fucking masculinity, loving pieces of shit. Yeah, when, so- when, when, oh, when,
2: when your women's championship game is way more entertaining than that, mm-hmm. you, you know. No offense to San Diego State, UConn, San Diego State game, you know, maybe you should. It was a bad, should, it it was was a bad he's a dud. Maybe you should probably start letting women use the the March Madness uh, oh, yeah. logo slogan. Prior prior to the 2022 tournament, the women
1: weren't allowed to use it. It was uh, only the men were allowed to use it, and I don't remember someone got called out on it by a reporter, and they're like, I don't know why, and they're like. Do you need to mm. change that? And probably, and they changed it for the twenty. So starting twenty twenty two. So, last year and this year, it's they still did? not marketed. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because so all the marketing
1: materials
2: marketing. still don't suggest that.
1: It's still not marketed. Uh,
2: uh, it's like, still not marketed correctly. But they're going to label it as March Madness mm. Women's or something like that. I mean, I mean, it's another prime example of how the NCAA is just openly in violation of the Title IX policy, <laughs> while still pumping money into the Title IX policy.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they worked for, what, since it was born to try and kill Title Nine, so. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately.
2: But, I mean, and, you know, again, I, you know, proposed it to you guys, like, you know, with, with these issues, you know, the ones that I did listen, like, what do you, like, do you guys have any ideas of, like, just easy solutions or easy fixes that can just, like, get the women's tournament to the level it needs to be?
0: The big so, well, go think, for it.
2: I think. I think the question is, what level does it need to be at?
1: Because um, when we say the level needs to be, we're assuming everyone's on the same page with, hey, it needs to be at this level. Well, what what is that level? I think um, you know, I think in
2: correlation with the men's tournament is is my idea.
1: So I I think the higher ups, and it's you know if you're thinking because they're thinking at the corporate level, they're thinking we don't want to lose money. So I think what they're thinking is okay, you know, they want to be in an eighty thousand seat uh, football stadium, all right? Okay, we're not gonna put them in one next year. Next year, we're gonna find an arena that seats about 40. See, 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 see if they fill it. Because you, you don't wanna go from 20,000 to 80 and then fill half of that 80. And then if someone's gonna turn and say told you so. You know, and 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 there, and you have just destroyed every argument you make once you do that. So I I mean, and it's it's sad, but people, well, you know, change to happen right away. It. Change is happening, but if you do something like that and it backfires on you, you've just set yourself back so far. You're right. And they're going to turn it, and the higher-ups are going to say, you see, this is why we didn't do it. And then they'll go back and not do it the following year. They'll go back to the smaller arenas. So I think it's it's sad to say, but it's probably a five- to ten-year, a five- to ten-year project you're looking at, but you piecemeal it. It's okay. We're at a 20,000-seat arena this year. Let's look at a 40,000-seat next year. Okay. So we filled 35,000. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think let's look at a 50,000 one now. Okay. We filled 48,000 uh, instead of, Hey, let's, let's go from, from, you know, the uh, American airlines arena to AT&T stadium. And then we fill a third of it. And all of a sudden, because th- again, it, that looks bad on TV as well. You know, when you're hundred oh, percent, when you're panning around, it, I mean, it's an argument that people have against WNBA. People make fun of it. Oh, well, the seats are empty. The seats are fucking empty, and so people are like, "Well, if you want them to succeed, why don't you go buy tickets?" You know that that, that kind of thing. So I think it's got to be piecemeal. Um, And I honestly think NCAA women's college basketball is more popular than the WNBA. I think people have, there's a lot more emotion invested in it. It's it's I a think there, for crying out loud. So one hundred percent.
2: I mean, like kind of like you
1: were in the country and you could have gone to LSU, and you're going to cheer for LSU regardless. You know? Yeah. Um, So I, but I, I think I think that's what it's got to be. It's got to be steps at a time. Um, You you try again. It's it's high risk, high reward. If you make the huge change and and you hit it, see, we could fill eighty thousand. Boom, you're good to go. If you don't, you just fucked yourself. The, the The risk is huge. It's huge. You know, and so if I'm if I'm someone looking at this from 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 the ladies' perspective, if I'm a you know NCAA women's basketball committee, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, let's can we get us a forty thousand seat arena next year? Because I because I want to prove to the, that we can do this. If you if seriously man, jump up to eighty and you don't feel it, you're going to have a lot of people saying, "I told you so," and that's unfortunate, but it's the truth.
2: No, you're you're hundred percent right, and I think. Um, and I do agree, but you got, you got to take it step by step and you know, like, you know, like as much change as much as support I want for, for, you know, for for all sports across the board, like even I know like, yeah, you can't just, you have to take it piece by piece year by year or else it's going to absolutely collapse on you. I think one of the biggest driving forces for the women's where, you know, it's going to be a a success for them is right now your men's March Madness tournament is seen as like a hundred percent, a corporate outing and a corporate event, whereas The women's it's seen as more just like the the college emotional uh, college athletic atmosphere that can bring 20,000 people in um, and then maybe eventually get it to the point where like, okay, you you know, you got the emotion side of it that has honestly has not been that much present in the men's for the last decade, in my opinion, Um, you know, maybe dip a little bit of the corporate into it, you know, don't let it get that bad. But, you know. You can get the best in both worlds, probably for the for the women's at a certain point, and then you know I think that's a good positive driving force for them going forward.
1: I, I think it's going to have to have some corporate. It I mean, will because the the men the men's wouldn't be what it is without the corporate side of it. You know what I mean? It just it wouldn't. You know, and so if 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 the men's side if they're if they're like well, if we take the corporate out, would we'll still sell out? No, you wouldn't.
2: No, you wouldn't.
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, San Diego State versus UConn, I did not, not watch was was not an appealing matchup. It just wasn't,
0: especially you know, at nine thirty like, at night on a Monday,
1: right? And so this <laughs> it, this isn't something that you can say. Well, we would have sold it out just just for the school spirit. No, you wouldn't. And so I think the same thing goes with the women's side. They're going to want to get more corporate. Not and not that they want to go all corporate, like you said, but they're going to want. You want to get that side to, to, to fill to fill those seats, you know, to fill right.
2: Those- and I, I guess my point of it with with the emotion and passion that is present in the women's, as you as you mentioned, Big Zo, is that as they take these next steps forward and that emotion and that following and that passion gets bigger and bigger, it jumps from 20,000 to 40,000, 40 to 50, 50 to maybe 80 at a certain, like seven years down the road. That'd be great, man. It'd be tremendous. And then it gives the corporate side of it like, Oh, Hey, maybe we should invest some money into this as well. And to, and take on both tournaments. And then, you know the women's tournament being completely built on following and emotions and just outright call college, college athletic support you get corporate money into it you know the you know the ceiling you know your ceilings high
1: i honestly think if they get into a 40 th- the 40,000 seat arena and they fill up 35,000 seats i think corporate entities are going to start jumping oh they'll pay attention they'll 100% pay attention I, you know, i mean i don't see why they're, they're not
0: going to now especially with the tv stuff like, why wouldn't you jump on that now? If you are a mid-tier or even a low-upper-tier brand, why wouldn't you try and jump on that for next year? Because and you're th- going to have collectively, what, close to 17, 18 million eyeballs
2: on a television set? Why wouldn't you jump on that? I think there's a stigma, and it's uh, the stigma comes from the the WNBA. I think these corporate companies and and in everyone involved that's got money involved looks at the WNBA and and like as I mentioned, the inability to, to fill seats and get a support. Like I, to this day, guys, I can't tell you when the WNBA season starts or when the draft is or anything like that. And, you know, these corporate outings probably look at that and unfortunately probably wrap NCAA women's in the same bubble with it. And maybe they're scared that it's going to be the same thing, which it's far, far away from being the same.
0: Which we hope that, any corporations would look at numbers and think huh maybe this is an opportunity but um you just expect corporates the, to
2: do the right thing at that point
0: well they don't george santos moments of absolute truth coming in early on this week huh um, but it would make no sense to me why when you have this opportunity in front of you to advertise in front of 17 million eyeballs why you wouldn't jump on that especially too we see it in NIL deals mm-hmm. that there's a lot more of an interest albeit most likely sexually motivated which is disgusting in its own right but there is more money heading towards women's sports now which suggests there there is interest there significant interest with 9.9 million
2: fucking eyeballs for one basket hoops game. I mean, like Damn. like the two two of you know, two of the NIL conversations we've had on this show mm-hmm. have been about women athletes. So, yeah, there's there's definitely some money in it, I would say. There is,
0: and it suggests that there is corporate support for this. Because it's not like, you know, Joe Schmo is like, hey, man, I got me a million dollars. I'm going to go sponsor me a female athlete. Woo! And uh, yeah, you shouldn't be taking, you know, any money from somebody who calls you a female athlete anyways. But that's a different story for a different day. (laughs) Speaking of different, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. The Big Zoe has us talking about a merger.
1: The merger we're talking about. Before I go there, there we go.
2: Is the murder that the Daily Bugle finally joined the New York Times?
1: The Daily Bugle finally <laughs> joined with the WWE. <laughs>
2: Spider-Man.
1: They seem to have the same, the same editor slash. CEO. Why is J. Jonah Jameson looking or why is Vince McMahon looking like J Jonah Jameson? Well, I'll tell you why. The WWE merged with Endeavor. Endeavor is the parent company that owns uh, the UFC. Uh their joint their joint endeavor, pun intended, um, is now worth over 21 billion dollars. 21 billion dollars. The WWE is valued at about 9.3, and I believe in UFC was out at 12.1 billion so this is a very 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 high dollar high high market uh, merger here. this is not without this is not without controversy. I just saw this a second ago before we even got on here. Um, a law firm announces it's investigating WWE over the sale to endeavor. okay. <laughs> Yeah. Sammy LLP in a press release announced that they were initiating their own investigation for possible breaches of fiduciary duty and other violations of law. Now, what's interesting is when WWB first came up for sale, well, a couple months ago, we started talking about it. I think people were thinking they were gonna get about six billion dollars more or less for it, and it ended up being valued at nine point three. Now they didn't get purchased for nine point three. They merged, right? But the value is nine point three. Uh, Endeavor owns fifty one percent of the of the company. WWE owns forty nine percent. So Endeavor really is the owner of the company. But this law firm is saying that that WWE didn't didn't get the full amount that they should have got for it. Hmm. I'm like, okay, wait uh, Yeah. Um, Were they like losing
2: money like two years ago? <laughs> well,
1: yeah. A, but now they're saying that you know, hey, um, you know, it didn't get the full amount. You know, they 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 unreasonably limited the comp- competing bids for WWE, um, investigating the board of directors whether they fulfilling the fiduciary duties and obtaining a fair and reasonable price. Dude, just a couple months ago, they were going to sell for three billion dollars less than what they were valued at. I, I don't I don't know what they're going to find. I hope they find something because somebody we could go without Vince McMahon and his porn stash. Um,
2: I don't know what he's doing. I can't stop staring at that. I mean, I want like, pictures of Rey Mysterio.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you look
1: at his his his, uh, his eyebrows and his stash, it's like they were stenciled in. And
2: know? they mi- and they missed.
1: Yeah, no, no, they missed big time. Um, <laughs> and then you know we talked about right before the the show here how. You know, you know, it's no longer just for men. To, to to Stokesy's credit, it's just for Vince. Look at that it hair. It's
0: just I mean, for that's a, Vince.
2: I mean, his, he's, that's not his natural hair color. I have, I have
1: more grays than he does now, and this guy's seventy-seven years old, and he's had grays before.
0: Um, I have more grays than he has right now.
2: Yeah, dude. <laughs> I have more grays than he does right now. I'm twenty-seven. <laughs> more grays than that shit.
1: So, um, yeah. Uh, it, you know, and I want to take this back another step. So we talk about the sale here, right? Um, this past Sunday, you know, we're in our text group chat. We're talking about WrestleMania. And the ending to WrestleMania left a lot to be desired. Um, that's, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. So interestingly enough, probably, I don't, know, I don't know, probably one or two o'clock that afternoon, I had told my wife, my wife's a big Roman Reigns fan. Like any woman is, right? And she was like, you know, she was cheering for Roman Reigns so about one or two in the afternoon. I told you, know what? I said, because of this sale, I could see them holding, you know, having him hold the belt because you want the known commodity as the champ. When you, and the sale was going to go through on Monday, you want the known commodity as a champ. I said, it'd be stupid business from a fan perspective. You're going to piss off all the fans. But I could see Vince saying, Bar, I do it. Now, you, Roman keeps the belt, you know and sure enough it happened and then yesterday watching the uh, monday night raw uh it was the choppiest monday night raw i have seen in about a year and a half apparently vince mcmahon has taken over the writing again um uh... he took it back from triple h so and it it they they are burying cody Rhodes now and they're, they're gonna say no no this is his build-up no, you're you're burying him. You're mad at him because he started a, a, another company, and then he came back to you, and you're just not gonna let someone from another company beat you. Same thing you did to Sting when Triple H beat Sting at WrestleMania. Fears back. had no reason to do it. it. Why not take the fall to Sting, an icon? Nope. Had him lose to Sting. Same thing that that they did with uh, Hulk Hogan against The Rock when Hulk Hogan came back as Hollywood Hogan in WrestleMania 18, I believe it was, um, had Hogan take the fall to to The Rock. Because you can't, it's Vince. You know we've talked about thin-skinned athletes plenty of time. Vince is very thin-skinned and very vengeful, and he and Triple H were not going to let these guys from other other entities come and win it win a big match on the grandest stage of all. They just weren't going to let it happen, and so a little frustrating with that. Uh, this merger with Endeavor, it may not, it may not, may not go so well for the wrestlers. Keep in mind UFC when. When a fighter says, I want X amount of money. UFC says, no, we're going to give you this. Well, I'm not going to fight. Bye. And they, they don't care. People will leave. And for them, the show must go on. I, If they run WWE the way they run UFC, you're going to see a lot of wrestlers be like, well, I need more money. And they'll be like, well, see you later. And they're just going to keep going. And so the wrestlers need to be very careful. I think I, I anyone who knows me knows I'm not the hugest fan of unions but there are times when unions are definitely needed and pro wrestling it's long overdue for them to have a union long overdue in 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 all in all the in all the federations because this is this is going to work really badly for them if they don't unionize and they don't they don't get what they deserve including medical and shit um Mm. this is going to go really 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 bad for them there's only been a few ufc fighters who are like multi-rich everyone else kind of fights and then puts, puts the money back into their training camp to get in shape for the next fight. You know, i have to pay their people and stuff they, you don't have a lot of you. Uh, people think like Conor McGregor is the, is, you know, Hey, that's, that's the average. That's not the average. He's the exception. He is the exception to the rule. People like him and John Jones are the exceptions to the rule. Oh
0: well, yeah. You know? And he had to go and fight uh, Mayweather. To become
1: that exception. To become that exception, right? And even at that, UFC didn't want to let it happen, Uh you know? And he pretty much told UFC, you guys need a dick, you know? You can either jump on this bandwagon with me and make money, helping me promote it, or I'll make all the men in the world, you can sue me, the court's going to tell me to give you X amount, and that's all you're going to get. And he, he, I mean, because he was, he played their game to a T. Now, how many people are, are, are out there who aren't willing to bet on themselves like that, you know? And so yeah, I I think this might be a, this might be one of those times you look back 10, 15, 20 years from now and look back at, at you know combat sports and entertainment and say, hey, when Endeavor it you know merge USC and WWE, that's what you know, this is this was the catalyst to start the unionization of professional sports enter- entertainers. I mean, dude, it, it, they're actors. They should join the Screen Actors Guild, honestly. I'm yeah. not I'm not even kidding about that. I'm not even kidding mm. about that. It I mean, would be
0: a very powerful union. Oh
1: fuck yes. And they they would get what they wanted. That is a that is a strong union and good mm-hmm. for them, man. Good for them. If you, again, if you guys know me 10, 15 years ago, my stance on unions have just flipped cuz I'm like fuck this. I mean, you know that, that no.
0: They, I drank they, they, that Kool-Aid too and I'm a proud union man
1: today. So <laughs> Yeah, no they 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 need to unionize. This this is this this I I I mean I'm not a fortune teller, but I can tell you right now, this don't look good for them going forward, you know, and especially if Vince is writing the stories, people are going to be pissed, like, I don't want to do this. Well, look, you can leave. I'll get someone else who wants to do it. That's how it's going to go.
2: So, so I'll I'll try to, I'll, this, I think this is good where I can chime in. One thing, the first thing, Mike, is, you know, Zoro's talking about like WWE prosperity, you know, Formula Union and all this. I'm honestly surprised mm-hmm. that didn't happen back in WrestleMania 34. Um, you know, it's widely well known that at that time that Brock Lesnar was wanting to go back to the UFC. Um, and he he was in the WWE, he was holding the belt at the time. That was the story that Vince had written. Um, and that uh, WrestleMania 34 was going to see Brock versus Roman Reigns. And that was like when Roman was finally like getting on that, like main side, the plan was for Roman to win. Um, but Vince, being who he is, changed it at the last second, making Brock hold on to the title. And because of that, Brock had to stay within his contract, and he he missed out on that comeback to the to the UFC. And that's probably not going to happen again now because of Brock's age. And it's been five years since that, and it's you know he's he's stuck here because of Vince. Uh, Vince, you know, I I was able to find another candidate because Vince was my. Um, uh, George Santos' um, pick of the week. Um, and the reason was because of him, you know, taking on the writing. Um, and, you know, kind of like, you know, I told Zelda this, like, I used to watch WWE all, t- at the, all the time when I was a kid. And I didn't really get, you know, as I got older, I didn't really get back into it. Zo, so, you know, since him and I have met and we've been on the shows together, you know, he's talking it's like, no oh, man, it's it's so much better. You know, Peter's Peter was, Peter was doing the writing, you know, Pete, your triple H, whatever you want to call him. He was the he was the creative director, he was doing all the writing and the directions. And I
0: was about to say Peter Parker.
2: <laughs> it's fucking Parker now. <laughs> um Triple P. <laughs> Parker, where's my wrestling script? But Ray you know, Mysterio, and- I need my Ray Mysterio. Okay. <laughs> But I, you know, I listened to them I took a chance and I sat back and watched a couple of the, of the pay-per-views and I was like, this this is definitely different <clears throat> and you could feel it. <clears throat> but this past weekend, watching WrestleMania, watching Raw, I was like, oh, that's Vince writing. That, oh, is, yeah. that is Vince writing and he's ruined everything that has been building out because there are some storylines that kept going forward and then as soon as Vince took over writing again, supposedly, those storylines kind of Halted out of nowhere. It's funny you felt it, right? I was just like, like they at the press conference of WrestleMania, they were like, "Oh yeah, this story is not over." I was like, "Okay, so Cody and Roman Reigns are about to go at it for a few months, and was about to maybe be kind of at that that recollection of John Cena, and Randy Orton, because they went at it for like almost two fucking years. So, all right, maybe I'm gonna do the same thing with Cody and in roman reigns and then out of all of a sudden now i don't know who do they introduce to the story one that didn't need to be there brock yeah. lesnar
1: <laughs> just just to bury cody rhodes
2: just to bury cody rhodes over the aew situation but i don't blame cody for leaving either cody went to start his own business and be competitive against the company that basically put him and his father down so like you can't blame the fucking guy for doing it you know yeah,
1: i i don't see him re signing with WWE once once his contract expires he's going to be like fuck you guys i'm
2: out i mean it, it it'd be curious to know if like going into that match um if if the plan was for cody to win and then vince because of this merger like you said pull that move like no maintain the title we have to we have to keep the product at a at a steady pace going into this merger which I, at the same time, I don't see why that would be an issue of them on the murder uh, on, on the merger because the, the fans wanted Cody reigns and you have a higher fan rate and a higher viewership at that point. If Cody held the belt, I, I, it's, it's a weird mindset on that. Yeah. You know, after,
1: after yesterday's show, and I, I don't know if you watched it better yesterday, but um so I
2: didn't. I didn't watch it, but I watched majority of the clips, and I was just like, "That's that feels like when I was 10 That's Vince right Yes,
1: that's what it felt like. So Andy and I, we dvr it. Andy Andy had practice yesterday, so we we caught it late. Yeah, we're watching it, and we literally skipped about two hours of the show. We would fast forward and start and it's, watch, and like this sucks. Fast forward, fast forward. It was horrendously written. felt like, like a felt, three and a half like hour show. Written. It felt like it was written in a rush. Like and, and and reading today, reading today, Vince McMahon made started making changes to yesterday's show about an hour before the show. And as the show was going on, he was doing rewrites for the for, for the show as it went on. And so I mean, I swear to God, Stokes, if you get a chance, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Watch a segment from yesterday. And like jesus christ it, it was choppy it, it nothing was fluid did not feel like it It didn't seem like any of the of the of the competitors what knew what to say one second to the next they they seemed stuck and it was really weird watching it i was like oh my god and andy looks at me and he goes this sucks And i went i mean when andy told my 10 year old who loves wrestling when he says it, i'm like fuck um so yeah, I told him, well'll well we will start DVRing Aew now again and see what they're doing. Um, but someone's got to step it up. It, it, right now, Aew needs to strike because they they can take and now they're not going to take the, the the majority share. They could take a decent decent chunk away from from WWE's audience, maybe forcing endeavor to can fucking Vince McMahon.
2: I mean I you know, there's a there because so there was a, a clip that I saw on Twitter one of the little bit violent it was of uh Seth Rollins last night um when like when they were closing out his um his like theme song in his opener there's a clip of him leaning down over the over the rope talking to an executive producer and they were basically telling him what changes were being made after he had already done his entrance and he was already in the rink well do you know do you know what they did what they did in the segment did you see it no, I saw that. I was like, I don't need to watch this episode. Okay, so he
1: starts in the back, and it's a quick interview, and he's like, "Oh, there's a party out there." He goes out in the ring, goes to the ring, dances around, talks to the guy, finishes dancing, leaves. That was the that was the whole segment. That was the whole fucking segment. What? Made no sense. It made no sense. So, endeavor, you know, this put the murder- pressure on him this merger i think it can be very lucrative but i think you need to get rid of vince mcmahon to make it lucrative because this is the kind of shit that we're going to run into again this is a 77 78 year old guy who his time has passed him by when it comes to the the creative writing of what fans expect today fans in the 80s and 90s thought this shit was real you know and so if brock lesnar beating the crap out of cody rhodes at the end of the show yesterday would have had quite an effect back then now it's like why are you doing this You're you're burying him what, what 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 purpose is this serving, you know, for the stories? And Vince is probably back there thinking, oh, I have, I have the behemoth in there beating up on, on the smaller guy. This is great. Where's the just for men?
2: <laughs> it's, just, it's just for Vince. Hey. Listen. Hey, stereo, where are we at on that, right? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, Vince. like, you know. I hate the a only tri-
0: one with a mask I could think of, or I
2: sting, sting, I like sting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. big
2: I... McMahon impressions are pretty fucking solid. I, I was, was going for
0: J. Jonah Jameson of just it's like though.
2: That's the here's the problem. If you listen to if you, you listen, listen to Vince McPan, he sounds like Jay Jonah Jameson. The fucker Here. just put on the makeup now. Um, <laughs> But if you, if you went back and watched the press conference when this merger was announced, they were turning around and saying the Endeavor guy who was like, Oh, we made Vince stay. We want him to stay because he knows this. And I'm like, Okay, they want that now. I guarantee you, in seven months, there's another bald headed motherfucker in Endeavor that's going to be knocking on Vince's door, and it's not going to right, be baby. fun. Dana will <laughs> kick in that fucking door. Yep. Because the second it starts fucking with Dana's baby and his, pro- his project, it's it's not going to go fucking well for Vince
1: Yeah, and if you think about it that Now that they're merged, they're a $21 billion company If half of that, if 4% of that company Starts losing money hand over fist That, that value is just going to start dropping mm-hmm. And so you're yep. right, Dana Weiss to be like Uh-uh, uh-uh, you know Fuck this Yeah, you know? because
0: you- like you said before it was what a three billion dollar company, roughly about you, a year and a half ago. We yeah. gave you nine, right? Well, well, no, 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 no. Hear me out. If you are able to up your valuation of a company by six billion dollars, yep. six fucking billion dollars in eighteen months, then you can tank it much fucking quicker. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: yeah, much oh, fucking yeah. quicker. It's always harder on the way up than, than 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 coming down. When it comes to business, man, it just. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm not, I am not kidding what last night I went to bed thinking what, what's, what the fuck, what Mm the, I, 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 that, that iteration of, you know, day two of WrestleMania and then yesterday's Raw, that won't work. That's not going to work and it's going to cost Endeavor a lot of money. So they can either can his ass immediately and just pay him a nice chunk of change to get the fuck out of here, so that we can run this business. We'll let we'll let Paul Levesque run it, or they can keep him around. And they that nine billion dollar valuation can drop to one billion, and and, and really, you pay nine billion dollars for a one billion dollar piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you paid you paid for a Rolls Royce, and you got a fucking I don't know, Kia Soul. <laughs> You, no, you, no, you, you paid gotta point into point. Enron.
2: You got to Oh! You gotta, you gotta no! <laughs> Damn it. What happened? You yeah, had to bring up Enron. The smartest guys in the room. I had, the, I had money invested. Oh. <laughs> Poor you. Yeah. My money it was spent college fund. What? <laughs>
1: You know, you know, there's something really wrong when they're like, "Yeah, you, we'll put in a 401k for you," but that whole 401k is our own stocks, uh. and, and 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 this is not this is compulsory. You know, it's not like you can opt out of this. This this is your retirement in our stocks.
2: Uh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whenever they say no no no, don't worry about the curtain. Just don't don't look at it. And from the back here, where's the just for men? Where's the just for men? I need pictures of John Cena now. Now I like this guy. John Cena is the way. He is gonna be the one to bring us back. Where's John Cena? Burger?
2: <laughs> then you know something really bad is going on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like George Santos in our in our Congress. You know something bad's going on. <laughs> When he can get elected Fox, maybe, he did something wrong that
0: brings us to our last segment the judge Santos moments of absolute truth
2: yay, yay.
1: <laughs> let's go
2: our government's a sham <laughs> you're,
1: So you're, there's just finding, you're, you're just finding that out huh,
2: <laughs> huh? <laughs> All right uh, I learned in school today. <laughs>
0: I'm in the 12th <laughs> 12th grade. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's I'm called a- the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> right. I try not to go too political with this segment, especially today. I'm like, sorry. Please, please don't make that good of doing. All right. The big Zoe, start us out. What is your Joe right. Santos moment of absolute truth?
1: All right, now, now this one, this one's kind of jacked up for me to say this because it's been an injury, injuries, really the reason, and I, I think you know where I'm going with this guy. Um, whoever it is wearing the California or California Anaheim Angels of L.A. whatever uniform with the last name Rendon on it. Yeah. Five, what what is what is going on? At one point, he was considered. One of, if not the best, third baseman in baseball. Just years ago, Nationals won the World Mm -hmm. Series 2019. And then what do you do? Signed a contract to go play with the Angels. That began in 2020. Now, interestingly enough, I remember this guy back in the early 2010s, last name of Pujols, who did the same thing, and suffered a little drop off. And then he went back. You know, after they released him, went to the Dodgers. Had a good, you know, last third of the season, played one more year, and, and St. Louis had, had a really good year. Oh, there's something about that Angels uniform. You put it on, it's like, you know, that movie, there's angels in the outfield. There's no fucking angels in that outfield. You know, all they're doing is, like, tripping you and shit, you know? I mean, Josh there, Hammond, There's
0: only one Angel out there. He's just that's in Mike center.
2: He's, he's just in center field.
1: Yeah. The rest <laughs> no, are I, demons. I mean, Josh Josh Hamilton back in the day with the oh Rangers. Had, had a, I mean, this poor dude had some serious like drug issues <laughs> and stuff, gets over him apparently. He has some has a stellar. I think he won the MVP, if I'm not mistaken, with the with the Texas Rangers. Just a hell of a ball player. Signs with the Angels because his wife wanted to go somewhere more bougie. Well, signs with the oh. Angels, gets back on drugs, drinking. Um him and his wife divorce. <laughs> Uh, and and ends up back with the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken, for like half a season and has to retire. And now I think he's like prohibited from seeing his kids or some shit because he's all jacked up. To put in this Angels jersey, does something to them, okay? So not including this season because the season just started, but not including the season. Angels have played a total of 384 games since Rendon's silent. Remember, during the COVID season, is only 60 games. Um, He's played in 157 of them. Okay. Take away the COVID season, he's played in 105 of 324, okay? Injuries, again, they've killed him, all <sighs> right? He hit 286 in 2020 in 52 out of 60 games for COVID, 240 in 2021 in 58 games, and 229 in 2022 in 47 games. This year, he's played two games. He's currently suspended for what could be assault and battery. And the battery part is because he actually put his hands on the guy. Let's keep that in mind. People When people say, Oh, it's only assault. No, no, no. No. Once, once you've committed the physical act, battery has taken place. Okay. Um, so he did that after game. Apparently the, 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 the fan had called him a bitch. The fan said he didn't do so. He grabbed him. And then he tried to like hit him afterwards and he, he missed, but he had grabbed him already. Um, Anthony Rendon, you went from really good borderline Hall of Fame uh, uh, trajectory to Chris Sabo. Okay? Your play the last three seasons does not match your contract. The state that George Santos experience does not qualify him for a job as a congressman. As such, you, Anthony Rendon, receiving my George Santos moments of absolute truth this week, Chris Sabo.
2: <laughs> LOL LOL the national fans trying to make Rando in the best third baseman in the league when he was barely top five. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect fucking timing. That really was. That was great. <laughs> All right,
0: the banner. What is your George Santos' moment of absolute truth for this week? Uh
2: moment of absolute truth for this week is that um Dwayne Johnson the Rock has an effect on movie franchises. That is the truth. The George Santos part of it is it's not a positive effect on movie franchises. Um, all right. I'm a comic book nerd. I know Stotzi, you are too. So I think... I'm just, I, I'm,
1: I'm just a nerd. But. Uh,
2: but you like comics? Right? Yeah. I don't, Yeah, I like, I like okay. Turtles. I joke um, well, you know, fucking because of Dwayne Johnson, the DC cinematic universe went to the speed of a turtle. That's for goddamn sure.
0: I know. It didn't even get started and they had to reboot it.
1: No,
2: um, and, and basically what I'm referencing to is uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago, Shazam Fury of the Guards, the second movie in the Shazam series, uh, released. Um, hit fucking. Plop, dude it was mm-hmm. it wasn't good I haven't seen the movie it'll probably be because this release has been so bad it's probably going to be on HBO Max by next weekend good I'll, um, it. I'll watch it yeah I'll watch it too um, but you know the reason why is people were like what what the fuck is this story why is the rocks Black Adam not in this movie because if you don't know Black Adam and Shazam they are villains rivals so it's, you know whatever you want to call it um basically what it came down to is Dwayne Johnson and his fucking egomatistical maniac didn't want his character Black Adam to be featured in the Shazam series, which his character was part of and was built off of.
1: Yeah, Shazam started before Black Adam, right? Right.
2: And Black Adam and Black Adam is like of the same powers, same dimension, whatever you want to call it. That's where he's from. The end of Shazam, when you know the, all the kids are sitting on their thrones, they're like, "Hey, there's an empty throne. Who's that for?" You got three fucking yeses,
1: Vince McMahon.
2: <laughs> and so, but was, you know, Ray Mysterio. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's
0: who it's really for. Ray Mysterio <laughs> he has the power of the gods.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he can kill
0: movie franchises. <laughs> <laughs> fuck oh, well, the Flash well, fuck, <laughs> fuck Flashpoint Give me Rey Mysterio He's going to set all of the multiverse straight He's even going to kill that one guy in the MCU
1: 619 gonna- <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> oh, oh man That's um, going to be now the twist Kevin Feige secretly watches this show And he's like This is the answer to how I fix the Marvels And he introduces Rey Mysterio
2: yeah,
1: bro. That's what I'm saying right there.
2: Oh, fucking egg. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking why not, man?
0: That's my George Santos moment <laughs> of absolute truth. But continue with yours better.
2: I mean, I mean it just goes by that Dwayne Johnson has his mindset that Black Adam should be the face of the DC, that he's the most powerful character, and that everything should be built around him. Motherfucker, this is a cinematic universe that includes the trinity of... Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, and you're pissed that Black Adam is a fucking side character. I
1: mean, has, has he has he never read DC comics?
2: No, I guarantee you he fucking hasn't.
0: They they didn't have it on the set of ballers.
2: Oh <laughs> so I, 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 I mean, but so now the the DC Cinematic Universe has gone into full rebuild, which it probably needed. It's James Gunn is is running it now. Which, if you watch his, you know, his latest su- uh, adaptation of Suicide Squad, it was pretty fucking good. It was pretty entertaining, um, like an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. Highly yeah, recommend. Like it. Highly recommend it. Um, so now like, DC is completely having to restart from the beginning after Marvel's and Phase fucking six sixty nine. Yeah, nice. Um, nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah so Dwayne Johnson you are my George Santos um, person dipshit of the week because (laughs) you killed something that was 20 years in the making (laughs) he killed something that should have been unkillable I mean damn was it it good no were we still going to go see it and think it was going to live yeah oh you know what then the Dwayne Johnson happened
1: there's that thing out there that you know in a nuclear nuclear war, whatever, only cockroaches would survive. I guarantee you, Dwayne Johnson could kill that cockroach. I guarantee you that. If he, if he can kill the DC universe, bro, he can kill a fucking cockroach. <laughs> what,
2: oh, fuck you, Rock. <laughs> oh, go fight John Cena past your prime, bitch. Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Huh, yeah, they're. they're we'll, some, we'll, we'll probably see him against Roman Reigns next WrestleMania.
2: Uh Family Feud. Because
1: Vince, Vince is gonna make it happen.
2: Give me Roman fuck. Oh. I'll let you wear your Black Adam costume. <laughs> <laughs> Don't,
1: Don't worry, I'll be fighting it. Superman. <laughs> they're probably happy to give it to him. But like, "Can I have the costume?" Like, please get the the fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> Oh, you guys you guys don't want to keep it for the museum? For the museum of what pieces of shit movies that you made? No. One hit wonders? Yeah, no. How, you really didn't even make this. that status. So. I know. There was like a you 10-minute know, wonder there, and I'm like, okay, this sucks. So did, you,
2: did either of you guys watch Black Adam? No. 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 Okay, I didn't either. I go, at least we're all on the same fucking page.
0: It's another one of those. I'm waiting for it to come out on HBO Max. And I haven't turned on HBO Max in six months, so. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm waiting for it it to come out on Tubi. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Listen, guys, there's two. Look, Black Adam is on HBO Max, but there's also another movie that's on HBO Max right next to it that features Ryan Reynolds and I'm probably going to watch that first. What is it? Green Lantern.
0: (laughs) It is so bad. Oh my god, it is so bad. Oh wait, okay. There's another George Santos moments of absolute truth. Uh, Green Liner's great. Go watch it. So
1: this movie sucks. Ah, so so I, I think I think I want to watch one right after the other, so I can compare which 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 one's worse than
2: what I mean, if you okay, if you're gonna watch both back to back, then you gotta watch Venom next. Venom. <laughs> Venom. Venom. <laughs>
0: fucking so bad. All three of those movies, I I assume Black (laughs) Adam's bad, uh, but the other two are spectacularly terrible. Holy shit. (laughs) I mean, like, okay. We're so off track now, but I don't even care anymore. Well, well, no, I'm getting like 27 George Santos moments of absolute truth, and here's another one. Jeremy Renner has never phoned in an acting gig in his life when I watched (laughs) Green Lantern. (laughs) When I watched Green Lantern, I thought Ryan Reynolds was going down that path. I was like, holy crap, this is Mark Wahlberg in The Happening Bad.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh my he's, god. Ap-
2: he's apologized for that movie probably more than George Clooney apologized for Batman. It, oh,
1: god, it, it was George just- Clooney needs to find every copy of that Batman and just burn them.
2: He'll never find mine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you
0: keep it next to your bat nipples, dude? (laughs) It's just a question. Oh Lord! I buried it. I
2: buried it deep under the earth where no one can find it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: you did. You took it.
2: You know know what's sad is that like the book of from Evil Dead. I never, I never saw
1: the Green Lantern movie, but. I assume it's worse than the Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. And much. So, much worse. I mean, how the fuck can the Green Hornet ever have been better than the Green Lantern? That's how bad they must have fucked
2: up. The Green Hornet knew that it was a stupid ass character and it built off that. No. There, so there it's, were
0: actually redeeming qualities to the Green Hornet.
2: So it's here, Zo. So, Green, Lan- Green Lantern is so bad, Zo, that. I went to a Broncos game, a Broncos playoff game, and uh, Voodoo, that movie, that streaming company, was handing out free copies of Green Lantern, and I turned it down.
0: <laughs> no, no thanks. Oh, I'll Lord. just go to the library. I'm good.
2: You know, I'm surprised that
1: in hand you one. You went and traded it for like a Jehovah's Witness pamphlet. I think
2: <laughs> I, honestly, when he when he when he asked like, "Do you want a copy of Green Lantern?" I was like. Why?
0: Is why it, is it bootleg? No, it's not. Like, so
2: it's a why? It's a Blu-ray special edition copy.
0: Director's cut.
2: I'm gonna go get that hot dog out of the trash. That seems more
1: appealing. Should ask me if they had any. You no, know, can I have an extra copy of the Gideon's Bible instead? <laughs>
0: i don't know why but that reminds me when uh jay and i were at the cotton bowl uh a couple of, oh god that was like 2016 in memphis so it wasn't it wasn't yeah whatever bowl game it was and we were walking through the parking lot and i walk away for two seconds and then jeremy comes up and he's like dude i got this rap album from this random guy and it's like okay and you look at the back where it had all of the fucking names and stuff and it was a christian rap album um yeah that's exactly what it sounds like the shady guy from sony or whoever was trying to hand you with the green lantern uh, the, the, dvd
1: hilarious
2: the, the rap album was still probably bad. the only thing <laughs> that, the only
1: thing that would have made that christian rap album better was like the title of the song like that you mean shit or, or Satan's a hoe
0: <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, one of the titles was JC Walking. Uh,
2: on water? i walking on water.
0: <laughs> no, nah, he, he was a lot smoother than that, unlike the Green Lantern. These nuts, devil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my oh,
0: God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's buried that deep that it's about time that we all go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> because, God damn it, somebody's got to put us in time out. <laughs> oh, man. All right. The big Zoe, what you got to say to the people?
1: Party on, Benner. Party on, Stokesy.
0: Party on, boys. Party on, everybody listening at home, and let's sing us out. Sports Sports of of broad Broad street Street, Street, party time excellent.
2: Woo 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 woo.
1: Yeah, Rey Mysterio pictures.